Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled, How to Make Your Life Magical. So as we know, life has the ability to wear you down. Initially, you started off knowing that there was no limit. And when you were young, your mind roamed to lovely thoughts and you stood firm in yourself. And then you grew up and you met cruel people. And you started to be a part of systems that reinforced that you weren't good enough. And as you grew, you began to date and you started to date deeply flawed men who required a helpmate in their misery. And in truth, I lost sight of my magic in a similar way. In 2017, I had back-to-back traumatic events happen to me all the while I was in graduate school. I was so exhausted and I was so tired. So I decided to move. And instead of nourishing myself and my magic like I typically did, I focused all of my energy on rebuilding my life, rebuilding it to my liking. And now that it is to my liking, I have been rebuilding my muscle and my my muscle and magic. And while I'm rebuilding my muscle and magic, I'm recognizing that I did not have to wait until I was settled to find magic. I could find magic in any environment because that muscle works anywhere at any time. So this episode, I'm going to describe a day of magic and what it takes to see the glimmer in your life. And I'm going to also provide steps to ensure that you are training your muscles right. So let's begin. There are days where your body is just perky just energized and you wake up the sun is warm and you have the urge to be healthy and you decide you know what today I'm going to work out early and when you work out you give it your all and after that workout you feel this like amazing body eye where you're just like everything is so it just feels so good And then you decide, you know what? I want to take a good shower and take a steamy eucalyptus shower and your pores are open and your body is open and you have this amazing workout body high. And while you have this body high, you put on music, you put on your favorite music and you are just feeling so, so good. You're feeling even better because you know you just bought a new outfit. And you know you're going to brunch with your friends. So you put on this outfit and you look amazing. So you have this body high, great music, eucalyptus shower, beautiful outfit. And you go to brunch with your friends and you have the time of your life. I mean, all y'all do is scream and laugh and joke and have a good, good time. 
and your time is so good and your energy is so high that you're infectious, that your group is infectious and people kind of are gravitating towards you. And you start to realize you're making new friends, you're meeting new people while at brunch. These people tell you about something else that they're going to. They tell you about a day party and they give you the link to register and boom, it's free. It's free. You guys decide after brunch, you you're still have a lot of energy. Let's go dancing. You go to this day party. It is a great DJ. You end up dancing and you just have so much fun. You meet the people that you met at brunch. They have other friends and you see a guy and he sees you and you guys connect. Y'all are laughing. Y'all are dancing together. And he decides to buy you and your friends a couple rounds of drinks. And so you're drinking, you're dancing, you're flirting, and you're having a good time. You're sweating and you get tired and you say, hey guys, I'm about to head on home because I am tired. Everybody else decides to do it as well. And you take your tipsy ass home and you sit in your Uber and your Uber is cheap and your voice is kind of hoarse from screaming and having a good time. Your body's a little tired and tight from dancing and working out. And you look at your bank account and you see that you didn't even spend a lot of money. You actually spent a lot less than you thought. And one of the reasons why is because people kept on buying you drinks because you were so happy and excited to be out. You go home, take another shower, you lay in your bed and you drift to sleep feeling very satisfied because today you gave 100% to life and you decide to bring your positive energy into every space that you've been in. And now you are satisfied from living your best life. A day of magic is a day of nourishment. That nourishment can look like anything you want. It can look like anything that gives you a little glimmer of something. It can look like going to the market to pick up local veggies. It can look like a prayer and feeling and that feeling that God was with you while you were praying, that he was talking back to you. It can feel like the high you feel after running or stretching hard as hell. It may feel like finally deciding to sleep in as late as you want it. When you chase magic, you are chasing nourishment. You're chasing, you're trying to fulfill yourself. You're trying to feed yourself. And I get that nourishment is hard because what if you have no extra income? You know, what if you have no extra income to go to brunch, to buy a new outfit, to do these things, to to get an Uber? What do you do? You know, how do you find magic when you are tired or broke or upset or depressed or alone or angry or bitter? How do you find magic in those moments where everything isn't perky? And the truth is that living in magic is hard. It's actually harder than living without it. 
You have to decide if you want to live in magic. Or you have to decide, do you want you prefer a different method? You don't want to live in magic. It is a choice. It's one of those things that it is a lot of fucking work and not everybody wants to opt into it. But if you do prefer to live in magic and you want to opt into it, you have to dedicate yourself to find even a glimmer of magic in life when you are feeling all of those emotions. And when I say glimmer, you can take magic in make taking a walk around your neighborhood or remembering that you are unique insofar as it took 11 generations to make you. You could find magic by remixing and rematching an old outfit with something else, with a new accessory or an old accessory or matching pieces to find a new way to decorate your body. Or you could repaint a shoe or furniture item, an old plastic or metal box so that you can use it as a planner. You can stretch like you've never stretched before. You could take a deep breath and inhabit your body fully and to fully inhabit your body is to not be so much in your mind, is to feel how your toes feel, to feel your body warming up or cooling down, to feel in that moment. That can be magic. Your eye can find the magic in anything. You just have to train it. So how do we train our eye? How do we train our hearts, our souls to accept that magic can be found anywhere, at any time, and in any state of being? When you start small, and I've already kind of been hinting towards this, but this is how you do it. You start small. You find a flavor, a stretch, a sound that reminds you of home or reminds you of your childhood. You taste something different and you truly live in the fact that you've never experienced this ever in your life. In the timeline of your history, this is a new taste. This is a new historic event in your life. You've never experienced this before. You can stretch a good, deep stretch. One of those ones that make you feel satisfied to remember that you are in your body. That you're the only person that's going to be ever able to occupy your body in the way that you're occupying your body. No one will ever experience you like you. You can listen to some songs that remind you of your childhood, that puts you back in the state of mind of anything and everything is possible. You start small, you reach for moments and you savor feelings and the taste and the sound. You take it all in. You take the, you take the idea that today, at this moment, at this time, you actually have the opportunity to enjoy life. Isn't that amazing? At this moment, you have that opportunity to enjoy life. You number two, you find a new angle to look at yourself. So I know life can be draining. It can take the magic away from your eyes and you look at yourself and you hate it. Or you are indifferent to it or it doesn't inspire you or you're bored by it or you just see imperfections. Life can do that to you. you so you have to decide to find a new way to look at yourself in your life. And you do so by switching positions. 
you start to say, if you were your mentor, what would you tell yourself? If I was my mentor, how would I look at myself? If I saw me, baby me, how would I look at myself? What skill would be attracted to me? So if I saw me, if I was my mentor and I saw me, I'd be like, you know what? She has something. What would be the thing that catch your eye? What would be the things that, that you would want to cultivate? What would be the things that you would thoroughly enjoy? If you were your mentor, if you wanted to cultivate more of you. And I hear a lot of people say, I don't know where to start. How can I find um, points? How can I pinpoint anything on me or build gratitude and appreciation to yourself? You start with those questions. You act as though you are someone else to you. You know, sometimes we can't see ourselves. We can't appreciate ourselves because of the guilt, the shame. We're living in that shame and embarrassment and self-hatred. And maybe if we inhabit another role as a boss, a mentor, a professor, we can take an objective stance and possibly discover something we loved about ourselves all along. Maybe if we step outside of ourselves, we can take that objective look and we can take all those issues and all those moments in the past and you can remove those moments in the past and actually see the pure raw material. You are raw material. If you were your mentor, your professor, your boss, what would you do with you? How would you cultivate you in a way that you can finally see how beautiful and how amazing, how precious, how magical you are? What do you need to tell yourself? What skills do you need to build? What challenges do you need to do? What books would you give yourself? To spark, to spark the idea that something about you is worth a damn. Number three, you remember you are unique. It took 4,094 ancestors to meet at a specific date, at a specific time, to cultivate a relationship, to make you. So that means a minute late, that combination could be different. Or a minute earlier, they could have missed each other. Your grandma and your grandma could have, your grandma and your grandpa could have missed themselves, missed each other. And you would not exist. But you're here. Those connections of time, day, space, moment, momentum, char characteristics, they, their history had to inform whether or not they were like your grandpa or your grandma. There's a whole bunch of elements that went into making you. It took 4,094 ancestors, your lineage, to meet each other at specific moments and places and times to make you. So that means that you don't have to do anything to be special. Your existence by itself is magic. That's the magic there. You existing is the magic. That is what is special about you, that you exist. Because there, there were many possibilities. There were many moments where your grandparents could have missed each other. and You would have never existed. But they didn't. They met each other. 
their history informed how they would see each other. They fell in love or they fell in like, and you were born. You exist. That's the specialness. That's the magic. Number four, discover magic within. Discover magic within and what that looks like. Right now, think about a moment of extreme pleasure. I mean, it could be joy. It could be an orgasm. It could be when you were screaming laughter, laughing. Just think about that moment. Think about the sound, the smell of that moment. Think about how you felt. Think about how your body felt in that moment. Think about who was there. You know, think about how happy you were and how exciting you were. Now hold that moment and just sit in that moment. Feel every part of that moment. And just sit in it. As you sit in that moment, you will realize you just harnessed your own emotions. You conjured up a positive thought and your emotions followed. So what does that mean? That means one, you have control over your emotions because you just demonstrated it in that moment. You just change your emotions from a neutral state to one of pleasure just by conjuring up that moment. So that means you do have the capacity to dictate your emotions because you just did it. You went to a moment that made you happy and then you became happy. It also means that number two, the more present you are, the more moments you can capture, the more moments you can collect. And the more moments you collect, the more magic you have to refer to when you are in a mood, when you are broke and down and feeling bad and feeling sad and feeling depressed. If you stay present in those other moments where there are where you're happy and you're joyful and you're feeling good and you're all the way completely in your body, you can collect those in your memory. There can be a little encyclopedia for you to refer to when you're feeling low and you're feeling down and you're feeling broken. And you you already decided to express that down and you express those emotions and you found a solution but now you kind of want to get back in a better mindset you have a database now because you stay present and you stayed in the moment so the more present you are the more moments you can remember and refer to the more moments in, that you can refer to the easier it is that to transition from one mood to another. Not to say that you shouldn't feel negative. So you can feel negative and you can feel all the way through. But when you are finishing, you're done with that. And you're kind of tired of this lingering feeling that you're feeling down and depressed. You can go go to those moments, harness, harness that emotion. Change your state, change your state of being. Because you did it, you just did it. So that means you can do it again. And the more you practice that, emo- that that muscle, the easier it is that it's going to be able to change your emotions. And not just change it, but just feel everything that needs to be filled 
and then decide that you want to be in a better space. You just did that. Number five, practice daily. Finding magic is a muscle and muscles require exercise. So the more you do, the better you get at it. We already know that. And that means that you can start with one magical moment a day, or if that's too much, you can start with one magical moment a week and build. And it doesn't have to be this glorious moment. It could be something small. My magical moment today is that my dog was so excited to see me. And usually he's excited to see me, but for some reason we've been falling in love even harder. And when I just look at him, his his tail just wiggles uncontrollably. And his his tail wiggles so hard that he's confused by it. And he thinks something is wrong with his tail because he's never been that happy. That's my magical moment. Number six, finding, and this is going to be my final, final point. Finding magic does not mean you're always going to be happy all the time. You will always, 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 always experience ups and downs. You will always experience pain in life um, because there's a contract that we signed. And when we decide to live, that is part of that contract. Pain and ups and downs. That's just what life is. Magic does not absolve this. Finding magic does not absolve this. Finding magic simply trains the mind to notice and to keep noticing the beautiful moments in your life. Typically, we dismiss it, we bypass it, we ignore it, we find negative moments to to cover it, to ignore it, we're indifferent to it, Typically, the negative thoughts take precedent. This is training you to make magic the first response or the first outlook. When you walk into this world to see magic instead of seeing daggers. To see that it's a friendly world, that it's a beautiful world instead of it's a harmful and dangerous world. Because though we do experience dangers, the perspective change helps you enjoy life or helps you live in a miserable state of being and try to get through life. That's all it does. Finding magic is just, it trains the mind to continue to see magic. To see magic as your first response and not your second response to life. So on that note, please use these tips to discover magic, to find magic, to cultivate magic, because you deserve to live a magical life. You really do. You, your ancestors did not meet at these specific moments, places, and times for you to decide that your life is just going to be lackluster and miserable and hateful and bitter. Of course, we can have those moments, but we want to make those moments and not a lifestyle. And on that note, you take care.
For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.